Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. All right, we're going. The train has left the station. I'm excited. This is going to be a great episode. I can't wait to introduce my guest today. He is an entrepreneur with decades, decades of experience growing his own businesses, but also helping others grow theirs. He is an e-commerce expert, an Amazon seller, consultant to the stars, and also an avid scuba diver, which maybe we should talk about at some point today. Host of the Amazon Legends podcast, founder and CEO of Argometrics, Nick Yorison. Welcome to the show. Hi, Casey. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Me too. And as long as our Wi-Fi keeps us going, we'll be good. <laughs> so, hey, I want to get right to this. I can't wait to learn from you. Your show, you've been doing episodes and you are continuing to grow this show and add more and more episodes. And it's very exciting where you're going with this. So I'm going to stop talking and ask you this question that we start every show with. Nick, pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great podcast. Um. Well, first question is, why do you have the podcast? So some people do it for content creation. Some people do it for uh, establishing themselves as authority uh, or for customer acquisition. So you really need to ask yourself that question. What is the purpose of it? You, it, you can capitalize on all three fronts, of course, but of your core strategy will define everything else that follows in terms of not only the recording itself, but also what you do afterwards. Mm. So the most important thing I can share with you is decide why you want to have this and don't just look at the recording, go beyond that and create an entire process for which the purpose is to build your relationship. In other words, what you are doing is on LinkedIn, you send out an invite to make a connection, right? And then they accept the connection. What do you do after that? Right. If you do nothing, it's dead. That's how podcast is. Except with podcast, you get into real, or at least you have the opportunity to get into real intimate relationship right off the bat. And so you have to figure out how you're going to leverage that. So once you figure that out, then you have to build what I would call the machinery around it. So the recording itself, the episode on its own is just one of the, the cogs in the, in the whole machinery, so to speak. Right. The recording is just a, a small piece of the whole puzzle. You know, I, I want to say, the, what you started out with the idea of taking us back, you know, I was almost going to make a joke that, you know, it's hard to interview a fellow podcast host because you want to ask questions too. And we're both asking each other questions, but this is such an important question. You brought us all back You're saying before we get into the strategy you're going for, take a step back and get to the purpose of the podcast and that the purpose is important. And I got to say in our EO circles and all the business leader circles, 
the, the smartest people in the room are always the people that don't immediately answer the question. They're the ones that say that, right? They're saying, yeah. well, what are you doing this for in the first place? It, if, if, I, if I don't know what that is, I can't tell you the right strategy. So I think that's just so huge that you, you brought us back to that. Now, my follow-up question to that is, what, what purpose have you identified for yourself for your podcast? Well, actually, you identified it for me. Uh, because you and I, we are both fellow EOers. Right. So we met in an EO group and a Facebook group. And, and I was at the time looking for a way to identify prospects for my services. So I have a SaaS platform for Amazon sellers. By the way, it's state of the art. Anybody listening to the show, uh, you know, they can go to algometrics.com and, and look at it. We call it seller intelligence platform. So I wanted to get more exposure for that. Also for my consulting service to grow Amazon uh, businesses. And uh, I tried, I spent $25,000, got nothing for it on Google ads, Facebook ads, agency fees, you name it. And uh, so I reached out uh, to my peers in EO and said, anybody knows uh, any ideas for you know, prospecting? And you said, well, we do that through podcasts. Right. So I thought, and I had, somebody had given me the idea uh, a while ago and I had started something, but nothing serious. And I said, oh, and I heard, oh, that's interesting because I have something going on in that front. So let's talk. Right. So that's really what got me started in terms of bringing more exposure to my services and, and myself in that space in the, uh, as a consultant. So uh, that was the purpose. Let's bring right. exposure to our service and, and myself. Has, has that purpose shifted at all as you've done more of these interviews and conversations? Or has it basically stayed around that, that, that purpose? Uh, all my friends know, you ask me a question, 30 uh, today, and then you ask me again, 30 years from now, you're going to get the same answer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, I don't ship. I learn and grow. Uh, I may pivot, but then no shift. So no, the purpose has not shifted. However, other opportunities came along. For example, the kind of uh, people I got to know and the kind of things that I got to be able to uh, even discuss with these people or do things they suddenly brought other opportunities to the table. And, and the, the one that, I, that I'm most pleased about is there are actually uh, other opportunities for uh, uh, partnerships with companies, right. sponsorships based on the exposure you're getting. So those are the things that now got added, but they are byproducts of the initial purpose. I am all about building relationships and that's what I want to do this for. Got it. All about building relationships. I love that. That's, that's my passion too. I think that's why we clicked when we first started talking, because when you connect with people, all this magic that you couldn't even have planned to have happened has happened. You know, that sponsorships, partnerships, people taking interest in it, right? And even the listenership, people are listening to this thing, though that wasn't the stated goal. And I think you get in trouble if you make the goal just to have people listen. The, the, the goal was that relationship and then everything else came after that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say something. Uh, it, it's not necessarily about podcasts, but that's my yeah. writing principle. 
So I'm an immigrant in this country. When I came to this country, thankfully, I didn't, I'm not one of those. I had 50 bucks in my pockets and I had billions. <laughs> I'm not one of those. Okay. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm an immigrant. I'm one of the early dot com CEOs. Um, so, uh, but before that, I was living in England uh, also as an immigrant. So I immigrated twice in my life. What I say is, you know, people say, oh, why are you getting so upset? It's only business, it's not personal. Business is personal in my book. What you have in yourself as character, personality, you translate that into certain attributes that makes you good at business. Yeah. So for me, business is personal. So, and everything I've achieved in my life in three different countries, it's not because of money, it's not because of knowledge, but it's because of my relationships. So that is what I try and do. And, and I apply the same principle in my business with my clients. It's relationship first. What can I do for you? What can, what can I learn from you? And, and enhance each other's lives. And in the process, let's do business. The business and the money, that becomes byproduct. So podcast for me is just another dimension of it. Again, it's, it's relationship. So when I connect with the potential guests, uh, you know, we have a prep call first. And I, you know, we share stories. We talk about all kinds of things. And in most guests, and I had actually a gentleman who has a venture capital fund. He's the owner of a venture capital fund. He has 21 port uh, companies in his portfolio. He said, wow, Nick, I'm learning from you so much. And this was on the recording. You can see his name is Mark Tomlin. Um, so uh, this is just an example. So it's all about relationship and business is just the byproduct of it. And that's been a guiding principle that has helped you across multiple countries and businesses. Can you break that down for, for me and for us? How, how do you do that? How, are there some subparts to this principle? How do you do relationships well? Okay, so uh, with me, uh, again, my friends know I'm all about strategy, okay? so Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, What's your strategy? So my strategy is this. What do I want the relationship for? Is it a personal relationship? Uh, so it's, a, it's an affiliation with someone where you enjoy so, uh, things that you have in common. It could be a hobby, it could be whatever, movies, whatever the case may be. Uh, is that the reason for you to have a relationship? Right, fellow scuba um, diver, right? Something like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you connect. So the second one is, of course, business relationship. So in EO, as you know, uh, we have three purposes for joining. Personal growth, yep. business, friendship. So which one do you want? Why are you here? So you have to identify. So just like that, uh, I say, okay, business. Uh, or there may be some other interest. So, so what I did, just to give you a, an example of this. So uh, I was living in Florida and I decided that was not the place for me. And I decided to move to New York. So when I moved to New York, I created a plan for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, I need to have, uh, I need to have people around me here. I need to know people and people need to know me. So how do I do that? So I said, okay, I'm going to have social. I'm going to have business. And also I'm very much into politics and I'm going to have political uh, connections. 
So what did I do? Personal, I was a member of the Rotary Club already before moving to New York. So I've transferred to uh, New York Rotary uh, okay. chapter. And the, this is about 23 years ago now. And immediately I had several, to this day, those relationships are there. We you know, check on each other. and But immediately I had a support system around me that all their interest was, how are you doing? Let's get together, spend some time. For business, I had a, I didn't know EO at the time. I had a business networking group mm -hmm. and I joined the business networking group. The sole purpose of it was give each other with uh, tips, you know. Right, like like one of those BNI type groups. That's right? all it is. Just all it is. Just get uh, those, yeah. Leads. So yeah. I built that. And then within one year, I became the vice president of the chapter. This is a New York City chapters tend to be always the largest ones. Wow. So, uh, and I, they made me the vice president of the chapter because I got into the whole operation so intimately, embraced everything, uh, took ownership. So uh, I was running the meetings and everything. So, and the third one being political, I joined uh, uh, one of the uh, organizations headquartered in Washington, two conventions a year, other events. Of course, most of these people are business people. Uh, so uh, I got to know out of the hundred senators, I got to meet 40, 44 of them. Wow. So they were asking me for business advice. This is coming from, I don't have an Ivy League uh, school education in the U.S. I don't, my parents have not been in politics or in business or anything like that. And I'm right. an immigrant. This is coming from. So anybody who says, oh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can do, you know, I need help. <laughs> if I can do it, anybody can do it. Right. So that was the way I built my relationships. And to this day, I have my relationships endure in all those three circles. And of course, EO then took it to a whole different level. Now, what do you do when things blur? Because I, I know EO, it's not really about leads anymore. It's kind of social, but it is about business and it is about friends. And Or do you, do you pick one for EO? Like, you know, What do you do when something Well, you know, groups? in EO, as you know, we have the forum. Right. So the forum gets to know you intimately. They right. are not necessarily friends, but in my in my situation, uh, with one of the uh, EO, my forum members uh, stays very close to me, and I okay. stay close to him. We are friends. I would call we are friends, and also uh, we do business each other. Um, so I know about his business. He knows about my business, and also I help him. Uh, you know, not not for any customer relationship type friend uh, help, but uh, just um, share ideas, brainstorm things like that. Uh, so that's the nature of it. But outside my forum in the chapter, I have uh, I have one especially friend that always we stay close. Uh, he know I know his business, of course. He knows my business. It EO tends to center around. Neither one of those with a focus. It tends to center around, how are you doing? You need anything. Mm. Uh, personal, business, whatever. Right. And that's really how, how it works. And mm. also you can trust the authenticity of the approach. Yeah. 
So what I'm getting from this is you're a very intentional guy. You're very strategic, intentional. I think the intentional person wins leader, intentional business, anything in life where you're thinking just a little bit ahead of time about how something works, then it works. Could you talk to me about almost shifting a little bit to more logistics? You mentioned the prep call before. I know we're both fans of the prep call. Can you talk about almost like the timeline of, of before the show when the show starts, how you handle that middle, the end, and then what happens after the show after that? Yeah. So a lot of the podcasts, at least the ones that I've been on, they just send you a, a file and say, here are the questions. And some of them have stuff you fill in online, you know, when you register. Um, I don't do that. So what I do is, again, this was your process. Uh, we have a prep call. The prep call is 30 minutes long. And we say it's over in 15, 20. But what I do in the prep call, uh, first, I want to break the ice. They don't know me. I don't know them. And I just have some chit chat. But in, in an intimate manner, Typically, uh, I ask where they are based. I want to know their time zone for starters. And then, right. so based on how they answer the question, you can tell the person really feels passionately about where they live or not. Uh, so I kind of start there and then, you know, I walk them through. And yeah, this is the, this is how it's going to flow. Uh, this is uh, one of the things I did that, that you gave me the outline for the prep call, but I turned it into a script. In my early days, I was literally reading it. It was a conversation script, like yeah. a movie script. Yeah it's, yeah, it's actually one of the most thorough scripts we've I've ever seen on, on the prep call. I, it was really good. Yeah, I, I have changed it since then. Not mm -hmm. necessarily the the flow of it, but the or, uh, the some of the verbiage and also verbiage, yeah. some of the, the things because I, I have uh, added things to my process, which I'll tell you in a second. Cool. So um, so I basically run down. Um, I, I, we talk about how the show is going to flow. I tell them because a lot of the people, when I wrap up, I say, see you on the next one. They just jump off. I lose them. Say, don't go anywhere. <laughs> and I, so things like that, I tell them. And also I give them an overall uh, flow in terms of the importance of the first question, how we handle it, how we answer, how he hands answers it. Uh, and then how it turns into a conversation and then how long that will last. And then uh, at what point and what is my cue for moving on to the next topics. Uh, so they, they understand that. And then I give them an idea of what other topics are. Uh, I may or may not uh, ask them all these things. I'm just giving you as an idea. I tell them that right. and nothing, uh, nothing is scripted. So, and then I say around 45, 50 minute mark, we'll get personal. And I tell them, look, you know, don't be surprised uh, because I'm going to take you back to your childhood and I'm going to keep asking why this happened. Why, 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 why? Uh, yeah. So as you know, in EO, we say we ask seven times. Is it seven? It's like five to seven. It's a lot, right? You keep seven. asking why. Yeah, yeah. It's seven? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I apply the same principle. And, uh, and in the end, uh, and, and, and I say to them, and this is also, I tell them why I'm doing this. I say, look, you know, your life experiences are unique to you, but it's not unique in the world. Others have had them, but they may be struggling. They may be on the fence with a decision. 
And if they see what you've done with your life, you'll inspire them and they'll connect with you as they are listening. So that's why we're doing this and everybody loves it. Never had a pushback from anybody and they open up, spill the beans, their fears, everything. So, um, and that's where we end. And I tell them in the end, I'll just say, this was great. Uh, Thank you for being here. And you'll say, thank you, but whatever. And then I'll sign off, but don't go anywhere. You stay, then you and I will wrap up. That's my prep call. Right. So now now real quick, I I just want to take us into a little bit of a sidetrack. You were smiling a bit when we were talking about them spilling the beans on their life. Right. And I've experienced this too, where it's fun talking shop. But man, is it really interesting hearing their life story, right? It's oh, just... yeah, yeah. I mean, I had one guest, uh, he, his episode has not aired yet. I don't know when this episode will air, but uh, his name is Todd, Todd Snively, eight-figure Amazon seller and multiple other businesses. And his parents kept telling him he's not good at, he, he does, he's not good at anything. He doesn't deserve anything. Jeez. Even now, or as a kid, his parents. As a kid, okay. I think he. I think he's shown them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So and also and because and by the way, he. he this is all going to be in the episode. So I'm not yeah. giving away anything. Uh, he he actually built a business and bankrupted it just to justify that he wasn't good. He he didn't deserve two point two million dollars in debt. It left him in that 2.2 million, all because of this. Wow. It's unbelievable how childhood is. But that vulnerability, right, to to sort of bubble up, he's sharing something that, you know, you would think, you know, you don't hear that from people in business meetings and you you don't hear this normally from people. They're being vulnerable. Like, so, I mean, this goes back to the relationship. you have so much more of a relationship with someone who shares that story with you than you do with someone you just met for coffee. No, listen, I had another episode uh, where the the gentleman's name is Dan Brownsher. He runs an Amazon agency. And that's one of my uh, favorite episodes in terms of how we connected. Because what happens is in all these, we talk. So for example, in his case, the, the show, of course, it's called Amazon Legends. We talk Amazon, but we don't always talk Amazon mm. in the sense that Amazon business does not exist in isolation. It's a business. It has a team. That means you need to have team building, leadership, whatever you need to apply. So uh, so I ask during the prep call, what is what, what can we open with? What is the most important thing for you? What, do you, what are you really good at? So he said, team. He said, for me, the most important thing is team. So we opened the episode with that team. And right off the bat, I started asking, you know, an EO team is a big deal for us. So we we know the processes for building a team and and keeping the accountability and all that stuff. So, and he was implementing uh, EOS. In fact, He is an EO member or used to be an EO member. He's now in Vistage. So uh, he was implementing EOS. So uh, we start talking and I asked him some real piercing questions. Okay, how do you make sure that this happens in your team? He says, oh, you know, I never thought about that. So it was like that. So that's a really good question. I never thought about it. Well, I don't know. Let me think. So I mean, these are so authentic moments. 
So now what happens is, right at the end, I bring it back to his childhood. Tell us what... Uh, and then he starts talking about how he loved basketball mm-hmm. and how he loved winning. He said, since my childhood, for me, it's all about winning. It's so he started emphasizing winning, 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 winning. And I said to him, you know, Dan, maybe I'm wrong, but you tell me. You are not really about team. You are about winning. Mm. But winning feels much better if you have a team around. What do you think? And he was completely surprised yeah. with the thought. And he said, you know, you may be right. He says, I never thought about it like that. And so in pretty much every episode, I am seeing this and I'm listening to them and, uh, and I'm picking up because, you know, we're too close to the subject matter, right? So oh, yeah. we don't about ourselves. So, uh, so I, I always pick up something and say, but what do you think? Do you think this, this is the reason? And, and in fact, in one of them, wow, I never thought about it. You got me. You got me there. <laughs> so, Those moments are powerful, though, right? It, 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 when they, when also valuable. When they have an aha, when your guest is supposed to be teaching you the aha moment, and they maybe have a little revelation themselves. That's, that's my favorite part of podcasting, when we're both hashing something out we're not really sure of. So I have a question for your listeners and, and viewers. What are the chances of you running a Google ad or sending a LinkedIn invite with a sequence of messages to set up a business call, to talk business, the opportunity to do business together? How receptive would they be hmm. to listening to you? As much as the reception I get in these episodes with the people that I connect. Can you compare? You can't. You can't compare, right? I mean, it's the difference between spam and, you know, a letter from your grandmother in the mail. It's, it's just yeah. totally different. So, I mean, and, and but my I'm not looking to do business with my guests necessarily. Business, I'm looking to have that interest in the first place establish who i am they can see mm-hmm. who i am you know what they, they're gonna say you know what i can do something with this guy because you know the rule in business is you don't have a job and then you start hiring people if you know good people you're gonna hire them and you're gonna figure out what they can do for you because right. the value is the person so the relationships are like that you know if you i'm uh, I, i'm really happy to be meeting everybody that i'm meeting and they get to know me, I get to know them, and I can bring them into opportunities. I can suggest ideas. They can give me ideas. They can be a client. They could be a subscriber to my platform. They could be a partner. They could refer business. Those are all byproducts. I'm just putting myself out there, and I'm putting the platform uh, uh, on the table, the services on the table. With service, obviously, we're familiar with it. Uh, and... And that way we can, we'll figure out the rest. That's, that's my approach. So right. that's, so you ask me, what is the, what is the process? So the prep call ties to the recording. So what happens is for me, everything starts from the recording onwards. 
because right at the end, when I wrap up, I say, okay, this is great. So what's going to happen next is I'm going to send you an email in the next few days, and I'm going to give you the air date for your episode. And at the same time, that email will be an introduction email to my program director. And he's going to reach out to you and he's going to ask you to schedule a call that we call Legends Onboarding because you have now become officially a legend by having an episode. Uh, so we have two things to do in that call. Uh, one is we want your episode to be successful, to get the highest number of downloads. Plus, we've got a promotion company that promotes the podcast. So we're going to show you some uh, tips and tricks, so to speak. Uh, we have a guest playbook. We'll walk you through that during that call. And, and I will be on that call as well. Uh, so And this is our opportunity between you and me to see if we can do business together. And also, I would love your take on my SaaS platform. Of course, being Amazon, and of course, during the recording, we would talk about the analytics. Uh, so say, I have this platform. Uh, it's my brainchild. And I my vision is to make it the industry standard. And I would love your take on it. I want to walk you through it. And, uh, and plus, we'll discuss anything else we can do together. And how does that sound? And say, great, Nick, when? Can we do that this afternoon? <laughs> really? Is that the response you get? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got at least, at least uh, two, three people. So when? Can we do that tomorrow? So uh, I say, well, you know, uh, wait for my email, wait for the introduction, and then uh, my program director will reach out, just schedule on his calendar. That's what I say. I, I love the matter-of-factness of this because I think sometimes – hosts have a challenge what ha it's like what happens after the show how do i reach out and and i don't want to sound salesy like i'm trying to use them but i do want to see if we can get do business together you know so yeah. I mean, talk to me about that how what's your approach to that what's your approach to someone when you're when you're inviting them do you, are and you're not worried that they say no to this or feel like you're trying to now they're a lead in your system. How do, how do you? No, first it? of all, I'm, I'm isolating myself from, uh, so let me back up here. Yeah. So I've never asked a woman out in my entire life. You know why? Because I don't like to be rejected. So I never ask a question until I know for sure that they're going to say yes. I don't put myself in that position. I'm one of those, you have the shotgun effect. You ask a hundred people uh, or you ask one person. So it's the shotgun versus sniper. I'm the sniper. So okay. I like to shoot to kill. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, you are a former Marine, you identify with it. So, sure. uh, so I don't like to waste my bullets. I don't like to waste my time, but plus it puts me in a bad mood. So uh, I don't like to do that. Plus, I don't like to come across, I don't like sales. I like selling co concepts, visions, but I don't like selling, I don't like transactional. So, so what I do is I set them up in a way that they cannot really, if they say no, uh, they're not going to say no to me. They're just not going to simply schedule the follow-up. <laughs> Got it. So nobody says no to me. Uh, however, our follow-up on the 
uh, now at this point the third call. No, try getting, right, right, because you've done the prep, you've done the show, calls. so yeah. this would be the third call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are like 95 percent. Wow. So pretty much everybody who comes to the show schedules, it's because what we're doing, uh, Casey, is we are telling them we're going to share with you some things you can do to get your episode successful. Right. So um, the, the talking business, plus at this point, we really like each other. So what can we do together? Kind of is the approach, uh, the attitude. So I don't get a no thing. So they come to the uh, the third call. So in the third call, we have we actually have a PDF document that we call the guest playbook. So the guest playbook is what we walk them through. We show them examples, and we made that guest playbook uh, fairly interactive. Uh, where they, it has links in it that they can sign up and things like that. But most important, we also have a weekly email that goes out to every guest. The minute that somebody registers, even for the prep call, they start to get that. And in that, we call it the Legends Digest. And in Legends Digest, they get the, the last, we now we release two episodes a week. Mm -hmm. uh, last week's episodes, top 10, standing at this point with the downloads um, we get the um, and then we uh, I'm forgetting uh, yeah we, we get the stats on the entire podcast uh, how many total downloads the podcast got how many total views the podcast got so we give our stats uh, we give the top 10 most downloaded uh, and then we have their action items action items are suggest the guest they click they, the form opens up and then they can suggest um, they have their action items about uh, signing up for our platform, signing up as a partner, they, uh, and also uh, writing a review for Apple, which links them directly to Apple. So those are all their action items. Plus, they can download the guest playbook right from the, the digest itself. So we walk them through the playbook. We walk them through digest. We tell them the, the, the get playbook is broken down into two parts. The things you can do before your episode airs, the things you can do after your episode airs. Uh, and also I have this promotion company that runs a monthly draw and it invites potential customers for mm. them and also for, for me, of course, to enter the draw. And in order to enter the draw, they are required to download three episodes. Got it. So, so we tell them it's important for your episode to rank in the top 10 because we can only display 10 episodes to download, uh, to pick from. So that's how your episode will rank up. So you do your part to get it into top 10. We'll do our part to then blow it out of the water. So uh, we walk them through all this. And I say, okay, great. They have some questions. We answer the questions. We show them the digest. We say, make sure you whitelist if you're not seeing it. Some of them are not seeing. Say, oh, okay, I see. It's gone to spam. So we get all that. And uh, and then I say, okay, let's now talk business. So let me show you the platform first. Show the platform, walk them through. Nobody has ever said, oh, this is not really. Uh, right. Some of them say, okay, well, we're currently using this. It has this functionality. 
And of course, we have development in progress all the time. So I said, you know, we're going to be adding that on. Uh, and one of them said, oh, you know, as soon as you add that on, let me know. I've got 300 accounts I can put on. It. Wow. So, so uh, this now is you have product. a great feedback for your product team. Hey, this is an important feature. Once we get oh, this, you should see my list, my, my development pipeline, the ideas I got down to report formats. Wow. So, and uh, you're hearing it right from the decision maker. You're hearing it from your customer saying, you don't have to imagine what I need. This is exactly what I need. And I'll move over 300 accounts. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. uh, so uh, I, and then I say to them, so what happens is if you are a seller or anybody listening, if you're an Amazon seller, uh, if you sign up for my platform and this is what, this is part of my podcast, you know, follow-up mm -hmm. presentation to them. Uh, I say, look, you are already selling on Amazon. Uh, my platform reports your analytics, key analytics. It's not available unless you download it and then you have an Excel file manually you process. It's too much pain. Mine does it all real time and presents it's visualized. So I said, here, what we want to do for every guest, we set up a complimentary account and uh, uh, my program director will reach out to you, will get your account set up and we will fetch two years of your data and then we'll plug it into our platform, and then I will do my review. It will be a formal, a formal review with my recommendations of how to improve your performance. Right. Once the review is, once your data is ready, your review is ready, then we'll schedule another call, and I'm going to present to you my findings, all complimentary. And after that, you will have 30 days to use it yourself, get yourself familiarized. If you need a refresher, my program director will give you the walkthrough again. And then uh, and then after that, if you want to continue using it, you can stay as a free user, but your data updates will stop. That's the only difference. Otherwise, full featured product. How does that sound? Say, great, I can't wait. So what do I do? Say, okay, after this call, you'll get an email with the registration link. You register and then we'll run with the rest. So then once that's over, I have a formal document. Uh, that is my review with my recommendations. We now have the fourth call. And on the fourth call, I'm telling them how they can improve their top line, their bottom line, everything. And, and very rarely, even from experienced people, I say, wow, this is so thorough. So you see where the podcast brought me. So, uh, and it is totally embraced. Nobody had, people are curious to see what it is. So, that's where it ends in the case of sellers. Uh, in the case of people who can refer business, I say to them, okay, set up your partner account with us. Uh, you're going to get a link to sign up as a partner. We'll assign uh, a couple of coupon codes for you that mm -hmm. will apply to the people you can refer and um, add the first seller. Add, get, pick your most favorite add them to the platform, we'll fetch, same deal, we'll fetch two years of data, and then we'll, I'll prepare my review. At this point, they can see how much I know in the space. Uh, they're thinking, oh, you know, I can see his take on, you know, some of the things we're doing maybe. Uh, so, and then we'll have another call. Again, the partner comes to the fourth call. And at that point, he's looking at the client he had, the information that they have, and seeing areas to fix. And then we say, okay, 
how many accounts do you have? <laughs> That's what we're talking. Right. By the way, of course, every time they refer, they also get a referral income. So here, there's no, I'm not asking them to pay anything. Or, so in that sense, uh, that, so I've just given you the entire rundown on where it starts and where it, it does not end, where it restarts, so to speak, yeah. uh, into the phases into the relationship mode. Uh, and the client relationship mode or partner relationship mode. And there is one more thing that is the final piece uh, that the way I see it, that we will be implementing is uh, taking every episode and then creating reels and blogs out of it and then promoting those individual pieces in social media. So that's going to be the final piece for me. Got it. Jeez. I, I, lo I love the, the machine, the follow-up that you've built behind that and, and I, the idea that you know the demo they see the demo and they love it and you have a conversation the hard part was just getting them to see it in the first place but after having a relationship on the podcast it's completely different right now oh, they can't to, wait to see it they can't wait to see it now yeah versus ignoring some spam email or to your point a google yeah, ad or a facebook yeah. ad or anything like that yeah amazing so well the <laughs> i I know there's going to be a lot of folks listening who have struggled with follow-up and that is going to inspire them to have the third call and not have it end. First of all, have that prep call, have a first call, but then have that third call. And, it, and then I can totally hear in that conversation, what you had talked about where relationships is what can I do for you? What can I learn from you? You're giving a lot of value in that third call. You're not really taking, right? You're, you're just, you're just, I'm Giving a lot of nothing. information. I've taken nothing uh, until then. I've taken, I did have one guest. So, so you know how it is as entrepreneurs, yeah. you start businesses and then you have a vision for your company. You have a vision for the kind of team you want to build, the kind of culture you want to have. And then you start hiring people and it all goes out. It can go all go out the window, right? Because they bring their interpretations into it. Right. So I had one guest, great guy and runs a company, one of the, 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 the good players. Uh, he has a niche. And of course, for partnership, so this was a potential for partnership, not a seller. Yeah. And for partnership, he sent his partnership person and also he sent his uh, marketing person for the podcast okay. promotion. So they came to the show and we start walking them through the playbook and suddenly, the marketing guy, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people with egos, mm. we are asking, well, these are the things you can do to bring exposure to the podcast itself, which will then translate into your episode. We, right. can, we, we leverage all that. Then he suddenly turns hostile, says, wait a minute. We just gave you a lot of content and you are also asking us to do these things. This is ridiculous. And, you know, wh why should we? That's the kind of, so that's the only uh, experience that I thought, you know, what a schmuck. Well, in that, I mean, that's what people are. Yeah, I mean, that's the real feedback, right? So in their mind, they were giving you their content and then now you were they were you were asking them to give promotion 
but but really you were giving I wasn't, him your time I wasn't attention. even I mean the only thing that we said was go subscribe to the channel so that as the episodes come up you know you get and go I mean we said write a review because you know these days reviews are big deal people share their experiences I mean that's all that 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 was the reason for him responding that yeah so what are you gonna do right you move on what did you do did you did you fix no, that? I said, you... I said, listen, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. This was, this is ultimately going to benefit you, uh, but you don't have to do anything. Excuse me, you know, <laughs> do your thing if you want. And they just so actually, so as a result, we pushed the publish date for their episode uh, a few weeks because other better ones came. You know, but ultimately it, it, it aired, so it was okay. okay. So, I was say there's a few episodes we could push it, we could push it a little bit further if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we, I, I assigned the release date, but you see, I informed them, I informed yeah. them. So, but in this case, we genuinely, we genuinely had a bit of a situation where same date had been assigned to a couple mm. of episodes and we had to shuffle things around. So, in the process, we thought, okay, what can we do? So, so we had to pick a couple of victims, and he happened to be one of those. <laughs> sure, they thought it was deliberate, but what can you, what can you do, right? Yeah. Um, well, here here's my thought. Um, oftentimes, there's an inflection point as you get to certain milestones, and you've you've done quite a few shows in quite a short amount of time, and no, there's no stopping here. I know. You're looking to do even more. Tell me what the future of your show looks like. When we talk again, 50 shows from now, which might be in like two weeks, uh, <laughs> what, what does that look like? Uh, what is your, are things, what, what things are changing and pivoting? What things are, what will it look like 50 shows from now? Um, well, I have some thoughts, uh, but first of all, we started with one release a week. And now we are up to two. I will definitely see how it impacts having three releases a week. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, but more important, I would really like to see what kind of a, uh, an impact that reels and blogs and the promotional efforts contribute to the whole right. podcast. So that's the other thing. So, you know, going back to the sniper approach, I'd like to really get the most out of what I'm already doing rather than mm -hmm. go, as they call the product extension. I, I, I'm not really looking to do product extension yet. I want Amazon Legends to be the uh, inspirational podcast geared towards entrepreneurs, businesses, and uh, with focus on Amazon, selling on Amazon. Uh, so that's what I want. Um, outside, perhaps ramping up to three episodes a week. Um, there is the idea of one a day, but I don't know how that may be flooding. I I'm, I'm concerned about that. You know, you know, they have these movies and then they turn into these sequels that, you know, Naked Gun 33 and a third. <laughs> I, I don't really want to be in that position. Um, I, I don't know. We may have, I may bring back some of the guests to enhance mm. the relationship further. Yes. Uh, and then have maybe shorter episodes, tips and tricks episodes. 
just you know uh, thinking loud so basically i want every single guest i'm even thinking amazon legends conventions uh, amazon legends hall of fame mm-hmm. uh, some uh, events for top downloaders yeah. uh, visits uh, you know it's all about let's get as much as i can from these relationships that i'm building because i really like everybody that joins yeah and becomes a guest so those are my thoughts I can't wait to see what it looks like. I can't wait to see the relationships and, and we will, we will talk again, 50, 50 episodes or more or, or, or sooner, but we will definitely talk again. Um, quick fun question before we ask uh, how people can connect with you. Are you going to be doing a scuba diving podcast? At any point? <laughs> well, now that you ask, I don't have scuba diving podcasts, but anybody who goes to YouTube and uh, look for uh, Nick Urison Scuba Diaries. I have a YouTube channel where I produce the video from my diving trips, and every dive is a is a three minute video, and I produce them myself with music and everything. I try it's it's like storytelling for me. I like I'm sure you know at this point, you know, I like storytelling. Yeah. So uh, it's my storytelling of my dives and every dive is an is a unique adventure for me so i put music in the background like when i see sharks i see that uh, music. (laughs) so that's all i have as far as my scuba diving um i don't really see me doing a podcast about scuba diving but uh, i'll definitely i have like three more trips that are pending production to go up to my channel if I can catch up to that and keep it up with my trips, that's all I want. hundred percent. And whether you call it a podcast or it's a YouTube channel, I mean, it's a show and, and I have seen it before and it's a great reminder. We'll link to it in the, the show notes because it, it, it is fascinating. Uh, last question. Would you ever go, or have you ever gone cave diving? Cave diving. Yeah. Now, interesting. You say that I don't have any interest in, going into like those freshwater caves and places like that. Having said that, one of my most favorite uh, diving types are getting into caves and holes underwater. And what I did, in fact, in Fiji, uh, Fiji is the soft coral capital of the world. So in Fiji, there are a lot of caverns and holes and uh, where you go from one end and then you come out the other uh, mm-hmm. But when you go f- uh, in from one end, it can be as tight as like you having to squeeze through and having your gear on your back. Wow. It, it can be challenging. You can get stuck. And I don't care. I, you know, you actually, if you look at on my YouTube channel, Fiji trip, you will see me squeezing through and with my GoPro filming at the same time. So that I like uh, going into caves, bigger caves. Of course, I like. Uh, but it has to be ocean, and it's not one of those where I get completely lost. In addition, I did a trip. I just posted the first episode start just before the pandemic started. I was in Truck Lagoon. This is a Second World War site. With 30, we dived 30 plus uh, wrecks underwater, ranging wow. from 140 feet down to 200 feet. These are either military cargo ships or uh, battleships. 
uh, we had uh, a fighter jet, uh, all went down. We actually, in these cargo ships, we went down, we would penetrate into it around 100 feet and descend another 40, 50 feet into the engine room, pitch black, just with the flashlight. So uh, I don't mind. I, I mean, not mind. I, I love doing wreck diving. I love getting into holes, but K-diving doesn't seem to interest me. <laughs> well, somehow YouTube thought I, I should watch it, and they were right because I, ha I had no interest in scuba whatsoever because of creatures, but then watching these guys cave dive. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. they, they tend to be in fresh water. I just don't like fresh water diving. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't like I did my training in fresh water, but I just don't like fresh water. It's the the life, it it's the the unexpected. In an ocean, you know, you can have like uh, I was in uh, Costa Rica in uh, Cocos Island, and I had an eight foot shark came straight at me. So uh, and this was a predator, uh, a Galapagos shark. So having that and having that experience, you can't have it in fresh water. Oh, so you want that experience? Yes, I want that experience. <laughs> I have, I mean, you'll see Coco's trip, if you're Coco's Island, uh, if you watch those, you will see hammerheads around me, you'll Jeez. see. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, yeah, I, I think we could talk all day about uh, scuba, because it, it fascinates and terrifies me. But, but share with everyone, where can they connect with you? Uh, for their show, for Argometrics, what are the good places to meet yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the easiest is go to Argometrics.com. And on the Argometrics.com, uh, if you go to the contact page, you can reach out. You can send a contact uh, through the contact form. And I will get it. If you go to LinkedIn and just search Nick Urison, I'll come right up. Uh, so connect with me there. Um, otherwise, uh, just send a direct email, n-u-r-e-s-i-n at argometrics.com, uh, either one. And for anybody who is already running a podcast or wants to start one, reach out. I'll give you the whole machinery. Nice. Uh, and that way, uh, you know, you at least benefit from, uh, avoid the learning curve, so to speak. That's an amazing offer. Uh, your inbox will be inundated. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, it's it's always the same. So, and also anybody who wants to sign up for our platform, uh, reach out before signing up. So I'll give you coupon codes. So that way you can have the discount when you become a paying client. Fantastic. Absolutely. Nick, you are a gentleman, a scholar, an adventurer. I've had such a good time talking about the purpose of the podcast, relationships, and the machine behind to keep things going. Thank you so much for coming on here. Oh, I love talking about myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do a great job of it. And you've got some great uh, well, stories. You know, I, I trained my whole life. I should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can see why you're a podcast host. It's a pleasure to, to chat with you about it. And it's how I, I want to tell everyone out there that's listening. If you've enjoyed this, if you've laughed like I have, if you've enjoyed the shark stories, first of all, go follow up and follow Nick and check out his YouTube as well. Uh, but share this episode with someone else. One person, nine people, 3000 people, right? That's thought leadership is getting good information into other people's hands. doesn't matter where it was created, but it's the fact that you sent it to someone else. That's thought leadership. So share this with someone else. And with that, Nick, thank you again. 
Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Casey. All right, everyone. This has been another really exciting, really informative episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We'll see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.